Renny Thomas, and you are tuning into Water Tree, a weekly podcast where the leaves are green and the roots are spread by the living waters. If you're new here, welcome. We are on our third episode in our podcast season about miscarriage. Last week, we heard the myths about grief. And in today's episode, we will be hearing a conversation I had with a good friend of mine who was working in Nigeria as a midwife. We talked about the types of miscarriages, when to go to the hospital, and even a view of what happens in her side of the world. After this, if you want to see more of her materials, and yes, I said see, she has a YouTube channel. Just search for Victoria Adeyeye, A-D-E-Y-E-Y-E. And there you would find that she is not only a midwife, she is also a childbirth educator, birth coach, and a doula serving in Lagos, Nigeria. And for over past seven years, she has helped hundreds expecting pregnant women and their husbands to empower them through classes and practical coping skills to birth with confidence and prepare for labor and birth stress-free. So if this sounds good to you so far, keep tuning in for the rest. If someone is listening and tuning in and don't know a lot about what midwifery is or have never gone that route and have always gone to just an OB, in a nutshell, what would you say is the difference between midwifery care and other care? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I love this question because, yeah, people is ask this. And I would say I would choose a midwife over and over again, be a midwife personally. But I also love OBs. They care for all the high-risk cases, like if moms have clamshia or they need to have a surgery or um, they need to have a C-section. I mean, we don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> We're not mm-hmm. surgeons. OBs are surgeons, you know, when they approach pregnancy that same way, most OBs. Midwives deal with the low-risk, healthy pregnancy. So low-risk meaning you don't have high blood pressure, you don't have diabetes, you don't have eclampsia or preeclampsia. All those things all go to the all go to the OBs in the hospital. And midwives usually work like in Burton centers. Or sometimes they work in hospitals, but usually having a, a care with a midwife usually is more relational. They take more time to care for you. It's not like you're talking with a friend. And yeah, so I love being midwife. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's really awesome. And if Did you are, what's that? Did I answer your question? Oh yeah, definitely. I love it. I love how you said that. And I love how you said that it's not like I'm better than an OB, but it's just another option. If you're not high risk, 
then you can go in the route of having a midwife as your care provider. And I just wanted to say that it is possible for you to find midwives maybe in your location. You know, Google is your best friend too. You can find your nearest midwife. And even if you find a midwife that is not near you, they can probably get you connected with people or other midwives that are in your area. So today we want to talk about just woman care in light of a miscarriage. And I'm hoping that we can answer some of your questions about a mid, sorry, not midwifery, about miscarriage. <laughs> and so we are talking to maybe people or women that just recently gone through miscarriage or friends and loved ones who knows of someone that have gone through a miscarriage and what it is and maybe to, to help them understand a little bit better. So I would like to say in your practice, how often did you see miscarriages? That's a good question. And I'll look at our statistics. Now, miscarriages occur very often. Some are reported, some are not. So it's kind of hard to say because if you don't report it, how do you know? But stat statistics-wise, one in five women experience miscarriage, and that's a lot. So it's something that is very common. I've seen it happen. I've seen women go through it. But just saying, like, in my own experience, it's not been a, a lot. But also, I feel like in the culture where I am right now, most women don't talk about it. So I mm. think that's why we don't see a lot of it or hear a lot about it. But I think those that we see more are the incomplete miscarriages. Mm -hmm. Medically, we'll say incomplete abortions. So if they've had a miscarriage and the whole thing doesn't come out, then they will come into the hospital because then, you know, it's not okay. So it's very common. Most people don't talk about it in the cultural I am, but it's very, very common. Yeah. Gotcha. And are there different types of miscarriages? Yes. Can you talk yes. a little bit about that? Absolutely. So when you say different types, uh, medically, we just say, so we use the word miscarriage and abortion simultaneously. And in the layman terms, when people say abortion, it's like, how you went and aborted your baby, right? When the miscarriage sounds more like, oh yeah, she miscarried, like it was spontaneous. You didn't have anything to do with it. So I might be using those words the same way, but medically they're the same thing. We call them all abortions. It's just when we relate it to the mom, we, we say that it's a miscarriage because it sounds better, right? <laughs> Emotionally and on all levels. First, I want to say if you've gone through a miscarriage, I'm so sorry and my heart is with you. And I pray that you'll heal and that you get pregnant and you'll have lots of babies. <laughs> so, yeah. Be fruitful so, and multiply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> so, going back to miscarriages, we have the complete and then we have the incomplete. So, in medically, we see abortion, complete abortion, incomplete abortion. Then we have the septic one as well. And so the complete one is just, you know, you miscarry and the whole thing comes out. And I think that's what you experienced, right? Mm -hmm. um, the whole thing came out, you didn't anything special to make it come out. Mm -hmm. um, and then the incomplete is like you started to bleed and it's not coming out, right? And mm -hmm. so those ones are the ones you need. You really need to come into the hospital. Sometimes they will do an ultrasound to really be able to see. And then that's when you would have, they'll give you misoprostol some kind of medication to make you contract. And uh, wow. so the rest can come out. 
And then if it doesn't work, then they'll probably do a DNC, that eye dilatation, dilatation and curettage, where they put like a little thing inside and just get everything out. So those are the two main ones. The septic one is actually when you get sick from it, like you get an infection from it. So yeah. Oh, the septic one is the infection. I see. Yeah. Is it pretty often to, that women come in for infection after a miscarriage? In my experience, I haven't seen it a lot. Like, maybe like none in my really? experience. But it happens, hmm. you know, and that's why this is a very touchy subject. Mm-hmm. You know, when there are cultures that really did not want abortion, like when a mom decides to not have the baby and they're like teen pregnancy is such a big thing and I've had someone speak about it on my channel before and sometimes someone is scared especially if it's a teenager you're scared I don't want to start a family yet I don't have anything to support them whatever whatever and so they see you're pregnant and they're so afraid to talk to someone about it especially here in my culture where there are no resources really to help you Maybe even it might transcend to other cultures, maybe in their home, if you can't speak freely. And so like you see teenage girls, maybe mm. not just teenage girls, maybe they're older women, you know, and then goes ahead and terminate their pregnancy using uh, like stuff that are not supposed to be used. And so they come in with, mis- I mean, with incomplete abortion or they're bleeding. I mean, I'm kind of say postpartum hemorrhage. No, they're just hemorrhaging, like just bleeding because they, I don't know, scrape something they shouldn't scrape. And so now they're just oh. bleeding and they're about to lose their life. And just like crazy things can happen if you don't do it the right way, or if you wow. don't go to like a standard hospital, if you're like, you know, see you're bleeding or you're having like an incomplete abortion. So yeah, it's just very important that, um, now I forgot the question you asked me because now I'm going on a different tangent about infections, but that doesn't happen all the time. That but no. that is the extreme. If it's malpracticed or done wrong, then something like an infection. Yes. So I, I love the way you put it. Yes, malpractice or did it itself. Like, but I've heard like people put like hangers or something up in there, like metal ones. And that's not sterile. It's, yeah, I just you know, can't even talk about it. And that would cause an infection. But mostly it would not cause an infection. Yeah. If your body just does it naturally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, gotcha. I, I was listening to some interviews of other women who has gone through a miscarriage and I don't, I, for for all of them, I, I don't think I heard any mention about an infection or something went wrong that it was just like all cleaned out and then she just move on per se you know I mean there's all kinds of things the aftermath of it and with the aftermath I do wanted to ask you so let's see for the woman that has gone through miscarriage and maybe it has been really recent maybe last week what are some of the signs that she should look out for to see if it could be an emergency like okay there's bleeding that happens after a miscarriage what could be red flags um, after a miscarriage and when should she go to the hospital? That's a great question. Yes. Again, I'm sorry if you're going through a miscarriage or if you've gone through a miscarriage. Yes, it's not a very easy thing to go through. But something to watch out for is if you see you're starting to cramp and then bleeding is occurring, of course, you kind of know that, okay, maybe this is it. 
Also, if I was going to the hospital or going to your doctor or something, to your care provider, just in case they could still like save the baby. Because there's a, there's something we call first trimester bleeding. And it's pretty common, like people have it. And sometimes the baby's still there. Mm. And there are medications that they could give you in the hospital to stop it. But sometimes there's really nothing they can do to stop it. So if you're starting to cramp and you start to feel bleeding or anything like that, please just first go into the hospital to see if that could be saved, okay? And this is so after a miscarriage? Sorry, go ahead. So, so this is like when you're miscarrying because you you probably don't know you are until you start uh, cramping and it's very painful and it's increasing in intensity. The cramping you didn't have yesterday or the day before, right? So mm -hmm. I will probably go into the hospital and just be sure that I am okay if I know I'm pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And like I say, a lot of miscarriages, which will probably get to it, it's not because you've done anything wrong. It's because the the egg and the sperm the way they became an embryo it's not right so it, your body can't carry it it's not uh we call it chromos chromosomal abnormalities like the baby's not gonna be okay so <laughs> your body's just gonna flush it out itself it's just normal for your body to do that so there's nothing they could do about it in the hospital but how do i know how do you know right mm -hmm. so there's no way to know really so it's good if i'm pregnant and i'm start starting to feel cramped like a lot i should probably just go in or if i sleep and i wake up and i start bleeding as soon as you're pregnant you know you shouldn't be bleeding right so any bleeding pregnancy please go in to see your care provider so i think that that would be the first thing now going fast forward you don't know and there's just blood all over and you're sure you miscarrying or the whole thing came out whatever be sure to this is really hard so signs to watch for i'm just gonna say increase in temperature if you feel like you're starting to have a fever you know or maybe you're bleeding like way too much, you're getting really tired, really dizzy. That could be a sign of you're bleeding way too much. The first one I said, the high temperature, you could be starting to have an infection. There's a sign of infection. So those are those will be reasons I would say please go in to the hospital um, or to see your care provider. Yeah, those are very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for simplifying it without big terms. And just the thought about that, that the body has not even prepared itself for hemorrhage for a lot of bleeding. But I was reading in one of my books, and it says if it's at most two cups of blood, then it's still normal. It's not an emergency. If it's more than that, that it is an emergency. But yeah, it's so mind boggling to me that we could still go through it and be fine but I, I'm sure like there are other women that deals with it differently but what I found out sorry this is maybe this is too much but I I love it I love it you okay. go ahead <laughs> okay. my experience I realized that I was getting dehydrated my my muscles was achy my my lips were dry so dry and so I have to really uptake my water, my minerals, and to just eat really healthy, like a lot of greens and juicing and stuff like that. In just maybe three days, it went back to normal. It's amazing. You know, our body, I'm just amazed about how smart our body is to tell us like, hey, we need more. Hey, we're lacking in this.
give us some more water give us some more nutrients and if you just give it the right things it will go back to normal so can i ask you this quickly so sorry yeah go ahead please it was after the miscarriage that you were feeling this way and you did these things and you're feeling you felt so much better so I bled for about a week and a half. And then I think that the second week, I started feeling dehydrated, just feeling all these signs in my body. And then after that, I really had to take up more water, my minerals and vitamins in my body. And then after that, I really fully recovered. So I feel it in my body. So. And that's amazing because I feel like we as women, we're so blessed. We are able to carry life. But most of all, this, what do we call it? Intuition that God has blessed us with. Your body needs this. When you're having a headache, something is wrong. When you're having a stomachache, something is wrong. There's signs. Yeah. Our bodies are showing us that something is not going well. Yeah, I know sure. you're the one asking the question for me. It's okay. <laughs> Let's see. Guess. Okay. It was just my own question that is it possible that the body would not expel the contents? Hmm. That's a legitimate question. Some people might not know they are miscarried. So when we say miscarried, like you're actually seeing bleeding, there's no fetal heartbeat, right? So some women maybe would not know and they go in to an appointment and they check the baby and they can feel a heartbeat. But I think medically, we probably call that something else. Or maybe we call it the same. Now I'm not very sure of the medical way. But usually when we say miscarry, is the spontaneous loss of pregnancy. So if something spontaneous, it just happened. Without you having anything to do with it. So to say, like... You, you like you don't see the bleeding I think you would maybe you don't see it now when you're cramping you're probably not seeing it then when you know it's ready you see it come out mm -hmm. so you're saying like the body will expel it there's yeah. no no time where the body will not and man needs to help it come out Hmm, that's a that's a good question here in the hospitals they will give something for it so mm -hmm. that's when the women are not feeling it's not coming out so i'm trying to like place this in perspective it will come out but sometimes mm -hmm. we don't want it to become like a problem so we need something to help it come out like now kind of yeah. thing because there's no heartbeat anymore so why should you keep it in there yes. well i think our body is so amazing my uterus as women every month if you're not pregnant you're straight <laughs> and yeah. that's like your body clearing itself right so there might be some rare conditions that someone's body might not do it but for the majority of people it will come out